True reviews and interviews. Welcome back. I'm your host, True Justice. This is episode 58, and we're going to talk about the fight game. I'm actually a little surprised it took me this long to actually dive into some recaps and some fight news because I'm an avid fight fan. And I just figured, what the hell? I should get into this. I love, I love watching them. I love talking about them. I am by no means an expert. Um, it's always funny seeing people argue on Twitter. The number one go-to is insulting people, calling them casuals if they don't know every detail about every fighter on every card ever, and it's it's hilarious to me. But um, I lost my passion for team sports quite a few years back, and I've just really grown to loving the fact that there's just two people who busted their ass off to get where they are, and they face each other, and they, they settle their shit um, with controlled violence, organized violence, chaos. It's just... And they shake hands after most times. The buildup's fun sometimes, you know, but it's just it's just highly respectable to me. And I uh, I definitely have to shout out um, the Klitschko brothers and Usyk and Lomachenko in the boxing world because all these guys, uh, what's going on in Ukraine? They actually decided to uh, not take the coward's way out, which I think a lot of athletes would have in their position. Um, you know, Lomachenko's got a huge fight coming up. Usyk's got a huge fight coming up. The Klitschko brothers are set for life. They've done their their uh, duty for their country and representing it so well in boxing for so long, and they still decided to go fight in the war, and um, it's just cool as hell, man. You know, uh, Prayers to Ukraine, everybody being affected by that is tragic. Uh, but back into the fights, had to say that first. Uh, just watched UFC Vegas 49 um, this last Saturday, and it was... You know, not the best card. I wasn't expecting much from it. I ended up actually doing quite a bit of work on my laptop during the fights. But um, Islam Makachev was supposed to fight Dariush. Dariush, uh, I'm not sure exactly why he had to get out, if it was an injury or uh, something like that. But Bobby Green um, stepped up. And I always love when this happens. I'm always going to cheer for that guy because he just fought two weeks prior. And that is just not enough time to prepare and not let Bobby Green took too much damage in his last fight, but it doesn't matter. You you spend a, a fight camp, you know, training for one specific opponent. And, you know, you hear often a fighter talk about how they don't want to look beyond that opponent. Everything has to be focused on that fight. And, uh, you know, and Makachev, you know, he was preparing for a different fight as well, but at least he was fight ready and, you know, things like that. So Bobby Green steps up and he ended up getting pretty pretty well dominated by Islam, which was pretty much expected. Um, not not the best matchup for Bobby Green in the first place. Uh, he even said he was happy just to get a couple of licks in there, and he he hopes to get a full camp and a rematch one day. And then Islam's just uh, kind of just crushing people. I'm um, waiting to see him face somebody on his level um, in the top five and uh, see what he can actually do. But he's he's impressing me for sure. Um, the the main reason I wanted to watch this card in the first place though is we had our own Spokane Zone, Terrence McKinney. T-Rex um, was very excited for that fight. He uh, he got another first-round submission, and it was hilarious because Michael Bisbing was just in that moment saying how his opponent was in no danger at all in that hold, and then he tapped, and it was perfectly timed. Um, we had Terrence. Uh, we had the pleasure of interviewing him on Beers, Bongs, and Bullshit for uh, episode 86 um, late last year, right before he was supposed to fight. And then I believe somebody in his corner had got COVID. So they had to cancel his fight, which sucked, but, uh, I'm glad he, he, uh, kept on it and got his, his, uh, his fight rescheduled and just dominated. Keep an eye on that young man. He is, 
he is out for it. It is his time. I, I'm loving what he's doing. I'm loving the uh, personality he's putting out there. He was a wonderful person to meet and interview. I think he's representing us very well. Uh, so look out for Terrence McKinney. I, I do believe it's his time. He's he's doing great things. Um, we got a UFC 272 coming up this Saturday, March 5th. I'm pretty excited. Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal. Good old George. I'm a huge Masvidal fan. These two used to be teammates, and I hate Colby Covington. I can't stand his personality and his crybaby voice. I just can't stand it. And I know it's a persona he puts on. I hear he's a great guy in real life, but he just annoys the hell out of me. He belongs in the WWE, and I'm sure he'll end up there one day. But I uh, I don't give George much of a chance in this fight. I know anything's possible in the fight game. I just think Colby's going to mash him pretty bad, and I'm hoping Masvidal can get him get him a few times and maybe maybe catch that right one but we'll see um there's a there's a lot of other good fights in that one that's that's of course the main the main event and the one i'm looking forward to the most and then uh let's see what did we have we had a uh, bellator of course i never know when bellator is on me and my guy mike are always joking about how they have the worst promotion ever because i follow their pages and i never know the fights are on until they're either in the middle or over and uh, the only one I really cared about in this one is uh, Austin, uh, I think his name is Vanderford, but everybody calls him Mr. Van Zant because he's married to the infamous Paige Van Zant. He got his first loss, <coughs> got uh, beat pretty bad, it looked like. There was some talk about maybe he injured himself during the fight, and that's why he um, took it. But then a lot of people were going off on him saying that his he just he never had skill in the first place, and this is how he faces a skillful opponent so we'll see it was his first title shot i believe um i know I, I don't know if it was first i believe it was his first title shot and so not a good look him and Paige aren't aren't winning much of anything these days except in life you know they seem to be happy <laughs> so that's something but in the fight game not so much now let's get into some boxing i uh i love boxing boxing is something that i have always been connected to um i think just because of my grandfather, I know how much he loved watching it and loves watching it, and um, I just became really attached to it. And UFC can be, well, MMA in general, but UFC specifically for me can be a little bit more uh, action-packed and a lot of different variety of things, but I don't know. Something about boxing always takes the cake for me. I, I really appreciate um, how it is, just like I appreciate baseball, um, the anticipation, the, uh, the, the small skills that you don't always see, and I just, I always love watching it. Well, Josh Taylor had a controversial win, and I have not watched this fight yet. I was, uh, I didn't realize it was on so early, and I had saw that he won and went to Twitter, of course, to see what people were saying, and there's a lot of controversy around it saying that it's bullshit that he won, so I definitely want to check that one out and see how it really went down, because uh, I... I don't know. I don't. I don't look at Josh Taylor as much of a threat, and I didn't know who he was until he became um, undisputed champ. And uh, you know, and now he's supposed to be moving to fight maybe Terrence Crawford, or you talk about Teofimo Lopez. And um, I, I don't know. I don't think he stands a chance for some of these guys. So when I heard it was a controversial win, I was kind of like, uh, 
I hope, you know, boxing, that's the thing with boxing too. It's, it's a bit known, very well known for corruption and judging. So I'll, I'll be checking that one out to see for myself, score myself and see what I think, but we'll see what he does. You know, um, I don't like to write anybody else. That's the beauty of the fight game, especially is anything can happen. There's upsets all the time, but yeah, the judges always seem to fuck it up. Um, Showtime had some fights, and their opening fight was uh, Fernando Martinez versus uh, Jerwin uh, Ancajas, and that was an amazing fight. Holy shit. Um, if you didn't catch that one, I highly recommend you check it out. But if you did, you know what I'm talking about. It was it was a banger. And uh, Fernando Martinez ended up winning the title. It was a very emotional uh, interview at the end. You could see he just all those emotions poured out because he finally reached that goal and uh you know, you always love to see that, man. It was, they were just throwing punches for days. It was crazy. And uh, Gary Russell, Gary Russell Jr.'s brother, Gary Russell, sounds like his dad named two of his kids Russell. I always loved that. Fought uh, Victor Postal. Um, and that was a good one. Uh, I didn't get to finish it. We had to watch something else. And uh, I ended up catching the replay to see he got the 10th round TKO. There's only 30 seconds left in that fight. And so I didn't get to see the whole thing. I just uh, saw the first couple rounds and then caught the last round. And I always get devastated when the, the ref stops the fight with just barely any time left because you're like, was he really in danger? You don't know. But you got to consider does the ref know how much time has left. The ref isn't always considering those things. They have that job to look out for the fighter's uh, safety. But, um, but shout out to Gary Russell. That's a, that's a good victory. Victor Postol's is uh, no... Uh, no cakewalk for sure. He's been around for a while doing his thing. Uh, Hector Garcia and Chris Colbert were the main event, and uh, Garcia got the victory in that. And then some upcoming fights. Uh, we got uh, Ugas versus Spence. And I don't know. A lot of people are writing off Ugas on this. You know, he beat Manny Pacquiao in Pacquiao's farewell fight. And, um, you know, he's, he's actually a very talented fighter. And I know Spence, people say he's on a different level. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, Spence hasn't been very active and I do believe ex he's extremely talented. I just, I, be I don't believe he is uh, a fighter that somebody's not going to be able to figure out soon. And I think that's why he's avoided Crawford. I know they have money issues that they keep doing, but I believe Crawford will rock Spence's world. And I think Ugas actually has a chance. So I'll be looking out for that fight and the return of Ryan Garcia. Uh, I was a huge fan of Ryan Garcia. Um, just, and now I'm starting, I don't know. He's starting to, concern me because he's just so into the social media aspect of the showboating and the filming his workouts and his his social media following rather than um you know his actual skill sets and development and that's why you know it's he, he i think he ended up leaving the entire gym where he was at with eddie Ronaldo and canelo and it's like you don't you don't leave that i mean i guess if you feel like you need more attention from your trainer it's gonna be hard to compete with canelo but I mean, Canelo was calling him out saying, you know, we want to see you in the gym more, not on your phone as much. And, you know, I, who else better to follow than Canelo these days? You know, I think anybody who turns down the opportunity to train with Floyd Mayweather's an idiot. You want to get all those skills. If you're going to leave a gym that has Canelo where he's looking out for you, paving the way, I think you're an idiot. It's just not a good move, but we'll see. Garcia's coming back and he's fighting another person whose name was not on the list of people he kept saying he was ready to fight. So that's always disappointing. Another really shitty part about boxing is there's too many damn promotions. Always causes conflict with con uh, contracts and shit. So and venues and all that shit. Um, but speaking of Canelo, a really cool update we got on him. 
he uh, finally signed uh, his uh, fight deal for the year, it looks like, and it's a $160 million deal. And there's some controversy around this, of course, as well, because he had a couple options. He could have taken the the Jamal Charlo and the David Benavides fight, and he ended up going with uh, um, uh, Demetrio Bavall and uh, uh, Triple G um, 3. And I, I don't I don't know. I, I think I would have preferred to see him fight Charlo and Benavidez just because I'm a huge fan of Charlo and Benavidez. And I believe they would have been solid fights, gotten a lot of eyes on them. But at the same time, I, I got respect for Canelo. He's moving back up to like heavyweight to fight for another title. And you don't see a lot of fighters doing that. You know, the, Dimitri Baval is a champion. I mean, he's he's significantly fights naturally heavier than Canelo. So there's nothing cakewalk about that shit either. And I think Canelo's got some fucking massive huevos to fight Triple G again, honestly, because a lot of people thought Canelo lost that first fight. A lot of people thought he lost the second fight as well. Um, but he got the, the draw and the victory on the second uh, fight. And, you know, Triple G is, he's a, he's a tough competitor. I do believe Canelo has elevated significantly since then. And we'll see. We'll find out. But, and I did hear, I heard rumor, I didn't hear confirmation yet that he signed onto a third potential fight in December. So Bavall is going to be in May. And Triple G um, 3 will be in uh, September. So that's the other thing about Canelo, too. He stays active. And he's got so many fights under his belt. His record is phenomenal. His only loss on record is to Floyd Mayweather, which he was so young when they fought. There's nobody who you'd rather have a loss from, I guess, in that scenario. So very excited for that. I'm just excited to see Canelo back. And then DAZN, God, a lot of fucking controversy on this shit, too. Starting their pay-per-view program. The whole reason they started this platform was to stick away from pay-per-view, saying pay-per-view is dead. And that's why I'm mad at it. But at the same time, I was talking to my guy Mike about how, you know, I wondered how they're going to keep DAZN afloat. They have a lot of a lot of big names on there that are affiliated with them. They're not going to be able to keep them around, around long if they didn't figure something out with money because their monthly subscription cost was not too expensive. And if you buy it annually, by the year, it's even cheaper. And... Some some of the pay-per-views cost damn near as much as one whole year's subscription to DAZN. So they had to figure it out. We'll see how it goes. You get a discount on DAZN uh, pay-per-view if you have a subscription with them anyways. I'll test it out this year, see how it goes, um, if they keep things going. But, you know, they got a, they got a lot of good names, but it might be worth just to cut it out and just get the pay-per-views. We'll see if they're going to switch to that platform. So uh, that's my fight game recap for this week. Not too much, but uh, I'll be... I'll be uh, keeping these things in mind more often because i love discussing them they are just so much fun so entertaining so look out for these uh upcoming fights coming up and the ufc uh 272 this saturday um there's gonna be some bangers on there i promise all right i'll be back